The conditions were perfect. It was both a new moon and a totally overcast sky. In fact, you couldn't see a star in the sky. My buddy and I drove my truck to the edge of a field clear-cut by the lumber industry. Beyond that field lay thick brush. And beyond that thick brush and bush, there were a couple of natural lanes and a couple of stands that we had made in an area of some really sweet buck scrapes and rubs. And, and yeah, just a whole lot of fresh deer sign. The idea was to get to our stands before sunrise. I mean, get settled in and wait for the opportunity to harvest some meat. We wouldn't mind a, a nice rack as well. But we chose the night of a new moon because, in theory, the deer wait until there's a little bit of light to move. It's a theory. Snow had recently melted, leaving the field damp and dark. What I hadn't anticipated was just how dark it would get as we walked into the bush. Earlier, we had used orange flagging tape to mark the trail to each of our stands. Uh, of course, we did that in the daylight, right? And we spaced our tape fairly far apart, not realizing how things would look so different with an overcast sky and a new moon, which means no moon, which really means no light. Sure, I had my little flashlight with me. Without it, we could see nothing. With it, we could uh, barely see the trees in front of us. I found the opening to our trail without trouble, but that's when I knew we were in trouble. It took almost five minutes to find the next piece of flagging tape. I mean, this was not starting off well. Without flashlights, we could do nothing. With flashlights, we could move slowly, more slowly than we had anticipated. We barely made it to our deer stands before sunrise. What looked so simple during the day was slow and complex in pitch dark. And those sounds in the bush that never bother you during the day almost haunt you in the dark. Darkness is a powerful thing, a debilitating thing. But a little bit of light goes a long, long way to help you through the darkness. And by the way, no deer were killed in the making of this illustration, although I can't promise you that we didn't take any deer home by the end of the day. Now, for those of you who regularly attend Fort City in person or online, I told a story on that first Sunday of Advent that maybe I should tell again for those of you who don't love deer hunting stories as much as I do. Yeah, as I speak, I sometimes get messages from people asking me to hold back on the hunting stories. But at the same time, I get messages from people asking me to put up pictures of the latest harvest. That's the joy of living in Fort McMurray. And the pro-hunting requests do outnumber those that dislike hunting, but those who dislike hunting do so with more passionate emotion. So another story to make my point on this Christmas Eve. Years ago, on a family vacation, the Doyle family went cave exploring. We were on a guided tour of these caves in southern Tennessee. It was awesome, but it was also a bit of an intense experience. As we ventured further and deeper into this cave, we reached a point where the guide asked us to turn off all of our lights, turn off our phones, and as he turned off uh, his light, he also asked us to stay silent. The result was incredible absolute darkness. I could not see any part of my body or anything but darkness. As the time went on, you could start to feel almost panic rise up in you. I grabbed the hand of our youngest, our son Graham, just to make sure that he was still there and didn't disappear. 
A bit of an irrational thought, but hey, he was back then a very active lad. There were others on this tour, and you you could begin to hear murmuring. Fear was rising up in the group, and at that point, our guide lit one single match. Just one match. And that little bit of light dispelled the darkness and gave us a sense of relief. It just washed over that whole little group. And with that little bit of light, hope was ignited that everything would be okay. It was an incredibly powerful experience. So why do I tell you these stories of the power of a little bit of light in the darkness? Well, because that's what Christmas is all about. And after this little talk, uh, we're going to ask you to turn the lights out and light your candles and sing with us in in the glow of, of candlelight. And as we do that, it's a picture of Jesus, born that first Christmas more than 2,000 years ago, to bring light to our dark worlds. And every time we do this, it is such a powerful experience. Friends, I love Christmas with all of the lights. I love these lights right here. I love the candlelight at the end of our service. I love the light show we have outside of the church here that the Tupper family have put together. It all pictures the the power of Jesus to to penetrate the darkness. The Apostle John, writing about the birth of Jesus, says this, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Because truth be told, we need that light. This world feels a little dark and it's getting darker. With, With almost two years into the pandemic with no end in sight, right? And whether you agree with government or are pretty sure that there's something sinister motivating government, it really doesn't matter. It's just dark no matter where you stand. We live in a city that's been ravaged by wildfire and multiple floods. Sadly, what has been our experience is becoming increasingly common right across the country. I mean, look at what BC is going through right now or Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Whether you believe this is because of climate change or not, the truth is natural disasters are on the increase, and they are dark. Add to that the opioid crisis we're in. We all know someone who has lost their life to the darkness of drugs. There's a growing epidemic of mental health stress with, the, with deep darkness of depression. That darkness is growing exponentially. Many of you watching right now are struggling with that darkness. We have the darkness of racial injustice, the plight of residential schools where we are far from truth and reconciliation. This picture might evoke some emotion. It's, it's provocative. Those of you who know me won't be surprised when I say that I have no problem with the picture of Kyle Rittenhouse on the right. I very much enjoy the shooting sports. I'm, I'm a member of the range here in Fort McMurray. Heck, I even have a 5'11 tactical t-shirt like what Rittenhouse is wearing. And while I know and understand that the picture of Kyle Rittenhouse on the left is a picture of actual legal activity in the state of Wisconsin, and while some of you have actually messaged me that you applauded his court victory, come on. The whole situation is full of darkness. I, for one, would not want to be able or have the freedom to openly carry a a semi-automatic rifle down Franklin Avenue. I I mean, that is just ever so dark. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah understood the kind of world that we would be living in. He writes, 
People will wander aimlessly, distressed and hungry for what they don't have. Hey, doesn't that sound like today? Isaiah is speaking prophetically. Isaiah goes on. In deep frustration, they'll become enraged and shake their fists at leaders and even at God. Everywhere they look, they'll see trouble and darkness and despair, and they'll have to live in dark days. I mean, isn't that the truth? Isn't that a picture of today? But Isaiah also understood that God had a way out of all of his darkness and that the way out is through Jesus, the light of the world, who was born that first Christmas. Listen to these words of promise to you and me from Isaiah. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, a light that will shine on all who have been living in the shadow of death. Friends, grab that verse. It's really powerful. It's a promise for you and me. It's a, it's a promise that the light of Jesus will break through our darkest days. If you will let him, Jesus will shine his light on your darkest days. Now the wisest man who ever lived on this planet was King Solomon. He, he wrote, people should enjoy every day of their lives no matter how long they live, but they should remember there will be many dark days. Yeah. We should enjoy lives, even when it gets dark out there. We need to enjoy life. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to bring us life and, and uh, life to the full. He came to shine light into the darkness. We do not have to be consumed by all this darkness. At the same time, I don't want to minimize the darkness that uh, you may be experiencing. It, it could be the dark days of negative emotions, Dark days of confusion, dark days when you don't know what way to turn, you're not sure where to go. There will be dark days of conflict, relational conflict, work conflict, maybe even job loss. There will be dark days of a disappointment when you don't get what your heart was set on. Dark days of loss and grief. Dark days of loneliness, heartbreak, depression, even despair. This is what it means to live in the kind of world that we live in. There is darkness all around. But the message of Christmas is a message of hope. There is light for our dark world. And the light is Jesus. Jesus, God's son. Jesus, who is God himself. In describing our God, the Apostle John says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. None at all. So do you want to get out of the dark and into the light? Do you want to dispel the darkness in your life? Here's what you need to do. You need to turn your eyes onto Jesus. Let Jesus flood you with his life-giving light. Jesus himself said, I have come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. I mean, how awesome is that? Hey, I don't know how the darkness of this world is impacting you. I don't know how dark things are in your soul. I don't know how heavy the darkness feels on you. But what I do know is Jesus wants to flood your life with light. This is the promise our God has for you and me. The darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of life in Christ Jesus shines in. So the question that I have for you is, are you ready to exchange the darkness that's been invading your life for the light of Jesus? 
Again, this is what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to bring light to your life and our world. What the writers of the Bible want us to understand is that when you try to live your life without God, you're, you're choosing to live in the dark. It's why so many things don't make sense to you right now. It's, it's why you're burdened with negative emotions and full of pain from the brokenness in your life. You can exchange that darkness for life for the light of Jesus. There is hope in this dark world and his name is Jesus. Let me lead you in a prayer where you just do that. Take the words that I pray and kind of pray them in your own way and invite Jesus to fill you with his light. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you looking to be flooded with your life-transforming light. I've had so many dark days in my life. You are my hope. I need your light. I need your light to show me the way. And as much as I know how, I open my life right now to the light of your love. Fill me with your light and love. I, I want to learn to follow you and trust you. I, I, I want to be part of your family of love, light, and hope. I, I pray this and I ask this in the loving name of Jesus. Amen.